This episode sponsored by BlueChew.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. Oh, and also go get a t-shirt at OPIRadio.com. Keep this damn podcast free, okay? Okay, let's go. Oh, my God. People are already in the room. What's going on, Anderson? Peak Live. You are first on the YouTube. Uh, Good morning and welcome to my live stream from the ocean, a very foggy ocean. Uh, Hey, what's up, Brian Bernard? How are you, buddy? And Rachel uh, up there in Minnesota. And, of course, Benjamin Tucker and Greg Holmes and Tim Kaine. I can't keep up with the... The comments are flying by. Of course, Ted Palawada, Jamie Marie D. How are you? Craig Godwin off the YouTube and Mike Long off the YouTube and Brandon Hollinger. Man, the the roll call is getting longer and longer every day. I'm pushing Doggy out of the way. He makes it about himself. I got to do this now. Oh, my God. Mike Long, first question of the day. What's your thoughts on Cuomo? Well, Cuomo has to go. I tend to believe uh, the women, especially when there's a lot of them that come forward. I, I tend to believe uh, women and, and a lot of people out there think I'm a, a lefty, a libtard, a Democrat, and that is not true whatsoever. I'm neither a Democrat or a Republican. I thought Cuomo did a great job with the, uh, the COVID response. <laughs> I just wanted that to sink in. I don't know. I wasn't there. I, uh, I, I thought he showed leadership with his daily news conferences on the coronavirus. I don't know about the nursing home scandal whatsoever. I, uh, I do believe, though, the women, the, the women were very, very believable, and, uh, and Cuomo had to go. It's so funny, though. It depends on what party you, you, are, you affiliate with. You know, now people are celebrating. Now people are caring about women. Now people are caring about sexual harassment because it was against uh, the other side. And my thoughts are, you're all full of shit. It's either all or nothing. You either uh, believe in women and you believe in sexual harassment or just admit that you're very, very happy that someone on the other side got taken down and you don't really give a crap about women or sexual harassment. Hi, Opie from New Zealand. God, I want to go to New Zealand. I want to get in one of those, uh, what are they called? One of those big, giant bubble wrap balls, and I want to bounce down a dumb hill. That's all I know about New Zealand. I think that's about all they got going on over there, right? And I think maybe a zip line across a canyon. I think that's what they, uh, they do in New Zealand. What do you guys think of uh, mask mandates? Where are we at with the mask mandates? Nothing but smoke in the sky here in Utah due to all the huge fires in California. That's what Brandon Hollinger's saying. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's some of that uh, global warming. The fires are getting nastier. The heat waves are getting nastier. The tides are rising. And then there's still people that don't believe in the uh, in the global warming. And then, uh, you know, the experts. I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. 
I read a little shit online, you read a little shit online, and then we spew our shit like we're, we're uh, professionals, like we're experts. But the actual experts are calling a, a code red on climate change. And guess what? We all went on our TikToks to see the latest viral videos. And that's all we really, really care about. It amazes me. Recently, the government admitted that uh, there absolutely is aliens. They pretty much said they, uh, they've seen things that they can't explain. And next thing you know, we're like, oh, look at this TikTok video. They're making mac and cheese in a coffee cup. I got to try this. Same thing with uh, global warming and climate change. They literally called the code red and we're like, ah. Ooh, Vivek Sharma. He's about had it. He writes, uh, F every selfish and irresponsible person that has put us back into this situation. I did the right things, and now because of their freedoms being violated, we have to take three steps back. Yeah, man, we got to smother. We got to smother this coronavirus. We got to smother this COVID-19. Instead, people are yelling and screaming about their freedoms. And I understand freedoms in America. I truly do. But also, like I said uh, the other day, there's also something called a no-brainer. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you got to do the right thing. Sometimes we all got to get together and say, this isn't political. Let's smother this coronavirus thing so we can move into the roaring 20s and have sex in the streets. What? Yeah. I'm wearing a mask again. Why? Why? Because I feel like it's the right thing to do. That's why. There are actually uh, a lot of parents out there, probably a few in the room. I can't imagine that you would send your kid to school without a mask on, especially if they're under the age of 12 and can't get vaccinated yet. I don't know what goes through your mind. You're going to listen to that dope DeSantis and put your kid's health at risk? There's the type of things I say, right, which I think is logical. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just one one person spewing my stuff. You know, I used to like him. I used to think you were funny, but man, now you're just a woke asshole. I've always tried to uh, live in the uh, reality of logic. Yeah, man, when you throw mandate on something in America, that's, uh, that's no bueno for a lot of people. And I understand that in a lot of cases. Uh, you should fight that. But sometimes, man, you know, it's so obvious. It's so in front of your face that we have no choice. And we maybe should put our freedoms aside just for a little bit so we can smother this damn virus and move on. DeSantis thinning the herd. No, man, he's just another bloated politician that gives a crap about his career. He he thinks he has a shot at the White House, so he's going to do whatever it takes to, to try to get into the White House. He don't care about you. He don't care about your kids. He just cares about his political career, so he's feeding into this whole uh, freedoms being taken away in America and uh, and how mandates in general are bad. Don't think for a second that DeSantis cares about you or your kids. And if you're going to send your kids to school without a mask, you know what? That is your choice. 100% that's your choice. I respect that in a, in a way, I guess. I think it's completely wrong. I think it's uh, very irresponsible. But in America, I got, I got to respect your choice. I just try to fight back uh, 
uh, a little bit as far as some of this stuff goes because I think all these politicians are full of shit. I said it yesterday. I go, they're all garbage. And then I, I was thinking to myself, I can't think of one politician that I like even a little bit, even a little bit. And even just saying that, people will call you, you know, a libtard, a snowflake, you're woke, blah, 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 blah. And I yell and scream all the time, I don't like any of them. <laughs> Look at this guy. But senile Joe and the AIDS doctors do care, so wear your cloth and do as you're told. <laughs> okay, dude. Are you ignoring the numbers? At this point, we all know... Uh, more than a few people that have suffered with uh, the coronavirus. And I guarantee a whole bunch of us that are checking this out right now, they know someone that has died of the coronavirus. But but you enjoy your fairy tales. It's a real thing. Check the numbers. Do a little research. Read something like substantial that's not on a dumb cable news program or, or, or on a dumb website. Oh, he's still going... He's still going. You obviously don't have kids in your life, so, you know, that, that's your perspective. Anyone that has kids in their lives with the school uh, year starting, we're petrified. We're incredibly worried. And then I learned a long time ago, don't count on any of these officials to do right by you and your family. What you should be doing is, is, is as much research as possible and then make your decision. And then at that point, if you want to send your kid to school without a mask, I guess that is your prerogative. Opie's a brainwashed left heart. <laughs> Let me put you on the screen. You're so angry. Coley off the YouTube is so angry. The mistake we're all making, and I mean all of us, is that we, uh, we focus on one news source. Why would you give any of the people that you see on TV any credibility? Why would you do that? Opster got the haircut? No, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an absolute mess. And we were in the ocean for like over an hour yesterday. The waves were beautiful. We had a really, really good time in the ocean. So I got like ocean salt hair. I don't know. I, it, it's weird. But after I go into the ocean, I, I actually don't like taking showers. I kind of like how it feels, the salt. I'll take a shower this morning, though. Relax. I do think it's absolutely insane uh, some of the chances these parents are taking with their own kids because they've been tricked into thinking that all mandates are bad. I think a lot of mandates are bad, but every once in a while, I think I think as a country, you don't have a you you really don't have a choice, and we all have to come together. We gotta fucking smother this thing. Uh, then you got the people that don't like Fauci, you know, a guy that's just been studying the coronavirus since this began. He hasn't been perfect, that's for sure. But the guy studies it every single day. Uh, he's been studying it for, what, two, uh, two straight years. But you know, because your, your favorite cable news host said some dumb thing that kind of went viral, that you passed around to each other. So now that's just as important as uh, all the research that Fauci and the rest of the doctors and scientists have been doing since day one of this uh, pandemic. Opie shilling for Fauci. Oh, my God. God, I'm not. All right, here's here's what it comes down to for real. Am I going to believe Ted Cruz, DeSantis? Uh, I'm trying to think of someone on the left, to be fair. Maybe someone could help me out with that. Or am I going to uh, tend to believe Fauci more? It's a, it's a it's a no brainer. 
I don't think any of these guys are 100% truthful, that's for sure. But when it comes to the coronavirus, I, I'll take Fauci over uh, Ted Cruz. I, th- I think that's a pretty good bet. I would bet that in Vegas. And then it's so twisted because the vaccine has become so political. But the fact remains that uh, we got the vaccine when Trump was in office. And then how do you spin that thing? And then how do you spin it? And now it's kind of an evil thing. How do you do that? Oh, we're so easily uh, manipulated as, as a society. Trump wanted all the credit for the vaccine thing, remember? He's vaccinated, remember? So there was a time it was actually a, a good thing, and now now they're trying to spin it that, that it's not a good thing. That, this, is, this is pure insanity. You know what, schmuckamuck? Let me put you on the big screen. This is where I, 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 I wish people would pay attention to me because I, I, I try to take the piss out of both sides. If Trump were still president, Dems would be anti-vax. I don't, I don't think you're wrong because both sides are playing this politically. There are some things that happen in America where we all got to get on the same page. I don't remember the last time we all got on the same page to crush the enemy. And the enemy uh, here is the coronavirus, and we cannot get on the same page to smother this damn thing. All right, on. Uh, dude, I go back to your uh, the mayor's dead days. LOL, that shit was hilarious. Thank you, sir. That was, uh, boy, was that taking a chance, huh? I told the story many, many times, but, uh, you know, with time and perspective, I, uh, I, I don't regret it because I was... Uh, I was a different person back then. It's hard to regret your old self, I think. But later on, you know, uh, Mayor Menino was coming through Sirius XM. He was uh, promoting a book, and I reached out to his people. Um, I, I wanted to have a quick conversation with him in the hall. I didn't want him on the show. I mean, if he would have came on the show, that would have been amazing. And you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna apologize to the guy for what I uh, put his uh, family through. And uh, and that was uh, close to the end of his life, and he had no desire to meet with me. I'm not. I can't say I don't understand. <laughs> Schmuck, do you regret beating up that Elmo doll? Wow, bro, you from Boston? Oh no, no. Oh, okay, you're from Jersey. Oh my God! So we did this real rock TV show in um, in Boston, and uh, we. You know, it's got to be said. Uh, do you regret stomping on that cake, that old gag? No, it was a dumb radio bit. And in the end, everyone understood that. And in the end, everyone was beyond cool with it. I don't know how many more times I have to explain that. But, you know, people that don't like you, they'll they'll spin that crap and, and try to make it more than what it actually was. No one was hurt by that thing. Everyone knew it was for a radio show, an edgy radio show. And then people try to spin it that I actually do that when, you know, the mics are off. I mean, get, get out of here. I wouldn't have survived a day in New York if I was doing half the shit I did on the radio uh, out in the streets. Uh, but anyway, what were you saying? Oh, the Elmo doll. Uh, Real Rock TV. Yeah. So we did this Real Rock TV show in Boston. Even to this day, a lot of the stuff me and Anthony did on that local TV show, I'm proud of. But it also has to be said, we absolutely uh, dipped into the uh, eh, morning zoo category. A few of those things were a bit hacky. 
We uh, we did a whole bit on um, the Elmo doll because the Elmo doll was very, very popular at the time. So we did a whole uh, comedy piece where we uh, took out Elmo. <laughs> and that's what Schmuckamuck is uh, referring to. I don't know if that holds up anymore. And man, I was watching the um, the Woodstock documentary. We talked about it the other day, the uh, Woodstock 99 documentary, which is absolutely awesome. And so many of those bands that were massively huge for Woodstock 99, they got their start at WAAF, the only station that really rocks up there in Boston. And a lot of those uh, bands, uh, some of their first interviews ever were either on uh, me and Anthony's show or on the station in general. We actually did one of the first interviews with Fred Durst. No one was playing, uh, playing them at the time. I think there was a station in Portland, if I remember this correctly, a, a station in Portland and uh, WAF were the only two stations in America playing, uh, playing their hit. God, I forgot their first hit. Uh, Limp Bizkit. Uh, what was their first hit? It doesn't matter, I guess. And we did one of the first interviews with Fred Durst. I would have to get someone to confirm this, but I believe that interview happened when we did our, uh, our, our famous turkey hunt stunt when we were in the rock bus. And we promoted the fact that everyone would get a chance to uh, catch their own turkey for Thanksgiving. And uh, these people showed up in this field outside of Boston. We had this giant rock bus that we were recording from. And I believe Fred Durst came in for an interview. He came and uh, met us. And uh, the bit was basically you run out in the field and go find your, your turkey. And when you find a turkey, that is yours for Thanksgiving. And the local press was so mad. And everyone was uh, wanted to boycott me and Anthony and the station and blah, 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 blah. And then me and Anthony announced, and, and you got to remember, there was a crowd in front of the rock bus as we're going to announce what is going to happen with this radio bit. They were holding uh, nets. They were holding bats. They were holding hockey sticks. They were holding all sorts of homemade weapons. And then we had to announce that the turkeys are all in the field, and the field was huge. So go find your turkeys. And they got all excited, and they're ready to run in the field to try to get their own turkey for Thanksgiving. And then we... Uh, and then we finally told them that what they're really looking for is paper turkeys that we laid around the field behind trees and in bushes and whatnot. And if you um, get one of those uh, paper turkeys and bring it back to the, the rock van, we'll give, you, we'll give you a coupon to get an actual frozen turkey for Thanksgiving. So it was an edgy bit that got everybody talking. And then, you know, at the end, uh, it kept everyone safe and kept us from going to jail. The audience would not have it. And they wanted to beat the crap out of me and Anthony. So we're in the rock bus as they're pelting the rock bus with rocks. They were so mad that they couldn't uh, hunt for, for a, a live turkey for Thanksgiving. And they were mad that they, they felt like they were had. And we're like, no, man, you still get a turkey. Just if you find one of the paper turkeys, bring it back. You'll get the coupon and then you can get your frozen turkey. But man. They were not having it, and um, they broke the windows in the rock bus. They put all sorts of dents in it as they're punching the thing, throwing everything they could find at the rock bus. We were in trouble for a little while there, and we were we were actually ducked down in the rock bus because we didn't want the glass from the windows breaking to you know to cut us all up. And I mention all this today because I do believe, but I have to double check on this. 
that uh, Fred Durst was in that rock bus for an interview before all hell broke loose. I believe he left before, you know, the craziness. But uh, looking at that Woodstock 99 documentary, man, there were so many bands that we had um, we had the first interview for, man. Corn, Limp Bizkit. Trying to remember some of the others from uh, the documentary. But, uh, man, Corn hung out with us a ton before they went mainstream. Because the beauty of WAF up there in Boston was the fact that we had a really bad signal. So ratings didn't really matter. Uh, we, had to, we had to be cool with, uh, with everybody with word of mouth. And because of that, we were able to play much cooler music than uh, our competition at the time, WBCN. So we took chances with Limp Biscuit and Corn and other bands. I know that sounds crazy now, but back in the day, you were absolutely were taking chances with bands like Limp Biscuit and Corn. And, um, and then, you know, they were so damn good that finally all the other rock stations were brave enough to start putting their music on their, uh, on their uh, stations. I got to tell you, I'm late uh, to the party because um, Doggy got up late, and then I got yelled at at the ocean. Yes, a Karen got me. I wish I got it on. Uh, I wish I got it on the video, but I didn't. Look, I walk the dog every morning. Sometimes I got doggy bags. Sometimes I uh, I'll bury it depending on what part of the beach it's at. And then a lot of times, because there's no one out there, as you could see for yourself, I'll take uh, the dog's poo and I'll throw it in the ocean. Especially if, uh, if the waves are rough. Usually one wave will pulverize a uh, doggy's poo. And uh, within one wave, you don't even see the poo anymore. And I think it's, uh, I think it's very healthy for everybody. I really do. Because no one's going swimming anytime soon. And by the time people go swimming... That dog poo is long gone. That's my logic anyway. Uh, but a Karen uh, saw what I was doing, ran up to me. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but definitely uh, definitely uh, got to me quickly and started going, that's not right. You shouldn't be throwing dog poo in the ocean. And I'm looking around like, what? She's pretty much standing on a, on a balloon. Every morning, if you walk this beach, you will see plastic all over the place. She's pretty much standing in plastic yelling at me because I decided to throw doggies poo in the ocean. What do you mean by logic stinks? You, are you kidding me? There are fish shitting all day long in the ocean. My dog's poo in the ocean with a bunch of waves pulverizing it into nothing. That, my friends, is brilliant logic. Come on, Hunter. Get with the program. My wife thinks I should not be doing this, of course. She's the good one in this relationship. I'm also the short stick in this relationship. I understand that. Me and my buddy Jay, um, who now lives in L.A., my best friend, uh, we've lost touch, unfortunately, because, you know, he decides to move, and then he decides to move to the furthest part away from me. So, unfortunately... Um, we don't keep in touch as much as we uh, probably should. It's hard. It's hard. He's got kids. I got kids. I'm trying to do live streams. I'm trying to make a living. He's trying to make a living. But with that said, uh, I met Jay in Boston. He uh, was a contributor to the early days of the Opie and Anthony show. He was a very, very, he still is, a very, very funny guy. Really quick with the one-liners. Uh, if I have any uh, WAAF fans uh, watching this right now, he was Jay from Framingham. If you want to have a reference point, 
And we would, um, on weekends every once in a while, we would sit on a bench in Boston Commons. And uh, as couples walked by, we would play short end of the stick. <laughs> and then you pick out between the two people who, who's got the short end of the stick, meaning who's the lucky one in the relationship. And I thought that was hilarious until I met my wife and got married. And then I realized, oh, my God, I'm the short end of the stick. So she thinks I shouldn't be uh, dropping doggies poo in the ocean. Um, so and then, you know, I got called out today and then it was just like awkward. And I, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? And then she just stomps off trying to find some uh, beach glass. So that was my morning. You know, it's always, I swear to God, this is the, this is what's crazy about being fortunate enough to live where I live, right? I'm at the ocean. It's a calm day. The sun is already giving me a wonderful sunburn. If you look in the distance, this is definitely a whale day. You might see some whales spraying in the distance. It wouldn't be the first time it happened on the live stream, by the way. You get up early, and you're the first one on the beach. And in my case, I get to get got to get out there with the dog. And uh, it's always the one person. You'll only run into one person, and the odds are they're going to have some kind of problem. I should get Jay in the pod. He would be really good on the pod. He was one of my dear best friends of my entire life. And um, that was the time. Ooh. There's a girl topless right over there. Well, hello, doggies. Girl literally topless right over there. I can't show it because then they're going to yank my video. So you're going to have to believe me on this one. I might even have to get my, never mind, my binoculars. You know, because I'm a fisherman and I'm looking for those uh, bunker pods. I need to go get my binoculars to see how the fishing's going to be today. And you know what? She's pulling off the... Uh, the trend, which is the the bikini bottom that is shoved all the way up your butt. Man, if you don't have a perfect ass for that, you should not be wearing that, in my humble opinion. Or you can't say that uh, this, uh, this uh, day and age, right? Because we're all beautiful, are we? Are we all beautiful? Is that what they say? No one believes that. We're all part of nature. We, we understand that, you know, you're attracted to something physically, right? And then you hope they got something, uh, you know, behind their beauty. That's how it always works. I mean, that girl is gorgeous. She's uh, she's topless right now with the tiny little uh, uh, bikini bottom uh, pulled way, way up. You're attracted. Then you start talking and hanging, and then you hope you got some substance there. That's how it truly, truly works. Now I don't know what I was going to say. Got distracted by that. What was I going to say? Imagine if I did this on the radio back in the day. So what was I going to say? Could someone help me? That's why I love this. There's no pressure. Jay. Oh, yeah, I got it. I'm back on track. Ooh, that, that looked a little. Should be in a club. That looked a little. Uh, that looked a little swishy. That looked a little swishy. Um, anyway, there was a period of time. Yes, Jay brings this up. It reminds me of this. Um, it started somewhere in uh, 2000, okay? In, the, in this period of time, I, uh, I lost my grandma. She died. I lost my, uh, one of my favorite uncles. He died very, very young, you know, unexpected. 
Then I lost my giant radio show with that Sex for Sam thing. Uh, that led to my uh, my girlfriend at the time realizing that uh, now that I don't have uh, uh, the fame and the money, why should she stick around? So she leaves. Then, um, then my best friend Jay calls me up and goes, hey, man, I got some news. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm getting a big promotion. I'm like, yeah, that, congratulations. At this point, he was living in uh, Westchester. He moved down from Boston, so we were still able to hang. And I'm like, uh, that's great. He goes, the bad news, I'm moving to L.A. So then my friend uh, leaves. And then fast forward 2004. So this was between 2000 and 2004. Uh, my dad dies. It was a hell of a run for the kid. And Jay reminds me of that today. So now I got to call him and see how he's doing. <laughs> what? No, the flexibility of your shoulders shows pre-diabetes. What does that mean? Now, now you're going to make me go on uh, WebMD, you SOB. And uh, uh, by the way, I don't have sunscreen on, and I got the pre-pre, uh, you know, skin cancer all over the place that they're all constantly burning. So I am definitely cutting this one short. I could see myself getting red by the second, this stupid skin. I got stupid skin like this. So uh, the kid goes, you know, let's get a beach house where you could fry 150 days a year. Dummy, uh, did your uncle suicide himself? Why, 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 why are we doing this? Are you a hater, bro? You think that's funny that my uh, my uncle died uh, very, very uh, early and young and left uh, three kids behind? You th you think that's hilarious? What are you What are you getting at? Are you trying to be uh, what shocking? Are you trying to be a dick? Are you just a troll? Honestly, it was an incredibly tragic thing that happened in my family. And my aunt still isn't over it 20 years later. God, some of these people are really, really pathetic. And then I, uh, I wonder to myself, did the Opie and Anthony show uh, attract a certain kind of person? Yes, it did. It attracted pests. Man. So I guess I'm uh, definitely partly responsible. I guess I have to uh, take some responsibility in that. But some of these people are just pure evil. I don't think I ever wanted to be um, associated with pure evil. I always wanted to do a radio show that was definitely edgy and shocking and hopefully really, really funny. I didn't really want to, uh, you know, have evil around me. And, I, I that, you know, in the end, I, there was a lot of evil around me, unfortunately. Are we thankful for this group? Yeah, we got a good group. Hey, oh, Evie, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't... I, I, uh, I don't know what I don't know what um, God damn it Why am I Getting emotional I feel like I know uh, A lot of you guys And uh, Evie's been with us You know From the beginning Pretty much And I don't know What she has said But she's uh, She's she's definitely Going through uh, A hard time So um, those who can, please, uh, please reach out to Evie, okay? Uh, hang in there, Evie. Ah, uh, fuck. Man, that hit me. I, I don't know what she has said, so I got I can't really get into it. But Evie's, uh, one of the good ones. She's, uh, she's part of our group. And, uh, ah, fuck. 
I think that really uh, that really triggered me. Wow. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, of course, Benjamin Tucker goes, oh, there's a there's an uncomfortable situation here. Let me throw money at it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Benjamin Tucker. I needed that. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. Evie lost her uh, lost her husband and uh, they went through a lot as a couple. And uh, if you could reach out to Evie, that'd be absolutely awesome. And I think it really, really hit me because um, I'm not sure if it's today, um, but it's right around now um, is the anniversary of my my dad uh, getting hit with my mom in that car. And he survived two days and he died on um, August 13th. So right around this time, uh, the kid gets pretty fucking emotional. And then seeing Evie, I think it triggered everything because I I was talking about all the... uh, all the loss I had between 2000 and 2004. And then she popped on the screen and uh, it all came together. So I, I'm sorry. But I mean, look, it's a it's a real moment. Uh, but this is, a, this is definitely a, a weird time of year for me. So, fuck. Ugh. Anyway. God damn it. You motherfuckers. Real moments are always good. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then but by, by 2004, I had so much crazy loss in my life. Maybe maybe I could spin this into some weird life lesson. I don't know. I, I lost my huge career. My best friend moves. My grandma dies. My uncle dies. My dad dies. This girl I was with that uh, in the end didn't mean shit to me, obviously. So thank God that was one of the good things that happened. She leaves because, you know, I I wasn't making the money or had the fame anymore. 2004, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I was down and out. And I I didn't think I was going to turn it around. And then uh, one thing after another happened, man. A a chance uh, meeting down there in Philly as I was hanging out with fans. Led to uh, meeting my wife, falling in love instantly, even though I wasn't in the place to fall in love with anybody. Then, uh, you know, serious, uh, not serious, it was XM at the time. XM comes a call in and we get the uh, the show back on track. It just shows you this life is a, is a weird motherfucker, man. It is a weird one. Uh, speaking of my dad, you know, I, the only reason I'm here, I don't know if this is going to help Evie. I'm just thinking of Evie right now. But the only reason I'm here and... Uh, uh, for my brothers and my sister, the only reason we're here is because my my dad lost his uh, his first wife tragically. She was very very young. He didn't really talk about it much, but uh, I don't think she was. I don't think she was. I don't think she made it out of her twenties, and she died really really young. And he had two kids that died, so his life was just a complete fucking wreck. And you know because of all that tragedy. Um, I'm here to have a life. My uh, four brothers are here to have a life. My 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 sister is here to have a life. So uh, you know that that life thing has a way of uh, really confusing the hell out of you. That's for sure. Uh, Eton Burke, a lap dance is always better if the stripper is crying. Whoa, hey! Looks like we've moved on from sorrow. Could always count on Pat Duffy uh, to move us on from sorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's not wrong, by the way. <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, appreciate the real talk today, man. Right on. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's uh, life is a, life is weird. There's no fucking guarantees. You know, we all look at it as like uh, our life, you know, should be on this one fucking path and everything should work out perfectly. And, uh, man, you learn there's a lot of uh, bumps in the road, that's for sure. And it's how you handle those bumps in the road. Because every time you get one of those bumps, are you going to give up? Or are you going to dig in and try to figure out what all that means? That's the question, my friends. We all worry about the past. We all worry about the future. We got scenarios about what could happen in the future. And uh, all you could do, man, is, is do what we're doing right now. Just live in the moment. Live in the present. And uh, it is a fucking beautiful morning out here. The sun is a shining. I'm going to get on a paddle board. There's a guy over there. I can't show him because he's going to paddle board right by the girl. Wow, this started with the topless girl. Speaking of uh, twists and turns... Uh, but there's a guy on a paddleboard, and man, I want to do that. Uh, there are there are about ten days in the summer where you could get on a paddleboard and go out into the ocean. And I try to go as far as I can. Sometimes I get a mile or two out. And you want to talk about uh, creepy? And you'll see the fish below you, mostly uh, bunker pods. And if you're close to a bunker pod, man, anything could happen. And all you got is a paddleboard, and you're standing up looking down at uh, bunker. And you know at any moment uh, a humpback whale could pop up or, uh, dare I say, a shark or bluefish. It is absolutely terrifying. And for whatever reason, I like to do it a few times every summer. And I think today is going to be the day I get out there on, on the paddleboard. So Mike Long is just joining the program. Wait, what? Topless? We need to see. I, I'm not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to show the nudity on the Facebook or the YouTube. Um, but there is a girl that away. She's topless. She's got a, uh, a tiny little thong on, pulled all the way up. All the way up. You can pretty much see what she had for dinner. <laughs> She's now looking at the ocean. So now I just have a, a view of a bare back. But honestly, nothing sexier than looking at a bare back sometimes, right? You could be nude on YouTube if you're doing yoga. Yeah, I've heard that. Because of one of you, uh, one of you people, you turned me on to the uh, the nude yoga on YouTube, and I yeah, I might have spent an hour or two uh, searching out videos. And man, there is something like really, really sexy about that. Really, really sexy. And then I think it was, um, man, I want to give him credit. I think it was E Rock. There's something called uh, down blousing, I think. I think that's what it is. E-Rock turned us on to it uh, back in the day. I spent a whole weekend on YouTube looking at down blousing <laughs> videos. Oh my God, they were the they were the they were the sexiest videos I've seen in a really really long time. But if their acting is bad, then I'm out. I hate the bad acting. That's why I'm not a fan of. Um, of produced porn in general because the acting always gives it away. It stinks. I, I would rather watch uh, amateur with really bad lighting than uh, well-produced porn. It's called, look at Ken Knows. <laughs> Ken Knows. Ken Cranston, yup, down blousing. 
Enjoy that. And, uh, you know, when we turn this on tomorrow, you, you give me your thoughts on, uh, on down blousing, okay? I think uh, that's uh, how you say it. Has Anthony still not been to your house? Oh, God, no. Yeah, he met my, my son just because I, I brought him into uh, SiriusXM. So he met him once. He never had the desire to come over to my, uh, my houses. Ooh, ooh, a little humble brag. He never had the, the desire to do any of that stuff. So, no, he's never, he's never seen uh, my house. He never met my daughter. He met my son uh, once. My kids don't know anything about him. Have I been to Anthony's house? Of course I have. I was there a bunch, and then, uh, and then I, I, I think the last time I was at Anthony's house, I'll leave you with this. I was, uh, I was invited to a party, and it was when he was uh, dating Jill Nicolini. And this is when I realized Anthony's a fucking twisted individual, and he would probably take that as a compliment. So don't get fucking mad, all right? Um. So we're invited to Anthony's house because he's dating Jill Nicolini and the families are so happy that these two are dating um, that they want to throw a huge pool party. And I was invited. So this goes way, way back. And this was the last time I believe I was there. Well, that was the day that uh, the two families got together to celebrate that uh, Anthony and Jill were dating. They were thinking maybe it was going to become very, very serious. Who knows? Maybe lead to marriage. I don't know. But how this party was set up, there was uh, high expectations for this, uh, for this coupling. And that was the day he also invited his side piece to the house. And then famously, the side piece was naked in the closet and Jill discovered the whole thing and then burned her crap in the fire pit at Anthony's house. That's when I was like, you know what? I've tried, but we can't do this anymore. This is, this is twisted shit. So that is the last time I was, um, I was at Anthony's house. Before that, I probably, man, I, I mean, I was, I was at his house when he had nothing in there. Literally nothing, not even furniture. And then he, uh, he built into a, an impressive uh, abode, very impressive, and I went over there a few times. And, uh, and then after that uh, Jill Nicolini incident, I was, I was done. I was like, I, I can't keep up with this shit. I can't do it. You remember listening uh, to this live crazy show? Yeah, that whole story? Yeah, man, it became, it became um, great content for the, for the radio show, that's for sure. My goodness. I think it was Jennifer first. Was uh, that the Canadian with the now burned passport? I believe so. Jill got so pissed off she uh, collected this girl's stuff and uh, and burned it in in a fire pit. I'm not speaking out of turn. This is all online, and the hardcore fans of the Opie and Anthony show they know all about it. But it's just weird that that's also the last time I ever went to Anthony's house. I believe. Oh my God! There was another girl there, and I didn't even notice. The other girl was on the ground. All right, she's putting her clothes back on, so I could at least prove that there was someone there. They're putting their clothes back on, or the one. I don't know if the other one was topless. I have no idea. She was on the ground the whole time. You know why I don't know? <laughs> the other one is not a looker. <laughs> now she's putting on very soft, comfortable, thin, white pants. You know, a little cover-up for the beach. Did she go swimming? No, Mike Long, she did not. A la Jaws, is that what you're thinking? Now she's putting on, uh, all right, now she's putting on a, a hoodie. Boo! Ooh. 
voices carry. Oh my God, she looked right up at me. And now she knows I also uh, saw her topless. She thought she was all alone on the beach. But you know what? When you own a house like this, we see everything. And if we can't see everything, that's when we break out the binoculars. We got to make sure everybody's on the up and up on the beach. Looking out for each other. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mike, I love you. I think your dog saw some, you, you know, let's just say boobs. Clean it up. Because that T word is just harsh. Uh, because he keeps staring in that girl's direction, LOL. Has he? Oh, now, you know what sucks? I guess they had to air out their boobs, or the one girl had to air out her boobs. Then she put on the really comfy white, very thin pants. Now a giant blue hoodie. And now they're stretching. Now they're stretching. Why couldn't they stretch when uh, the one was topless? Man, a nice back... Okay. I was going to start talking about back bends and how sexy that is. Anyway, uh, maybe we should wrap up for now. This was a weird live stream. What are we promoting? Are we promoting anything? I want to promote this. Uh, we got a really, really cool, uh, cool... We got a really cool group. The private Facebook group. Um, you click... Uh, what do you click? Uh, become a supporter. Support now, I think, on my regular Facebook page. And you can join a great group of people. There's some benefits. We got to work on the benefits because you got to pay a couple dollars a month to be in there. Uh, but I mean, we already did one hang. We're, gonna, we're starting to think about the next hang. And we'll do some more perks. Oh, one of the other perks uh, is that I, I throw you on my live streams. And I haven't done that in a while. So maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'll put the link in the private Facebook group and we'll get some of you guys on. It's been a bit, okay? Hey, Graham Crawford IV. What's up, buddy? Glad you're back uh, doing live shows in the morning. Oh, thank you. Tim Kane, private group is worth it. Well, it, it's uh, become a, a really good group of people. Um, and uh, whatever. If you want to join, great. If not, that's okay, too. We got enough people in there already. I feel like if we get too many people in there, then, of course, it's going to be ruined. Too many people ruin everything for whatever reason, which makes it tough when you want to, you know, build something. Because when you start building something, you know, okay, here come the assholes. So it's kind of a catch-22. But uh, all right, guys, thank you very, very much. Uh, once again, thoughts and prayers to Evie. Reach out to her if you can. She's going through a tough, tough time. And uh, I uh, appreciate uh, most of you. And uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. Have a great day. All right, guys? I got to check out that girl. Oh, now she's on her belly. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs>